the Let's Go Racing Family Podcast, sharing our love through NASCAR, running, and just racing through life. Hosted by Sebastian, Giovanni, Karen, Tony, and me, Johan. Each week, we'll talk about our view of the world through the lens of racing. We are live on location at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Welcome back, Let's Gracing family. Uh, we're going to be recapping and talking about our experience at the brand new Atlanta race, which was phenomenal because the track was brand new with the new paving and the race banking. So what did you guys think of it? Well, first off, let's re- recap for our audience. Johan, what is different about this track? What's different about the normal Atlanta Speedway and the new one, the Atlanta Super Speedway, is that, um, like last year in Hawaii, it was just like, um, lots of cars were a lap down. It was like second gaps, but now, um, well, this, what did they do to the track? What did they do? What did they change? They increased this year? the banking and like it was more like a super speedway, not like just a normal track. So what they said was that it was like a Daytona or a Talladega. It was just a smaller configuration, obviously, because this is a mile and a half track. And it was also thinner. Like the the, turns the tracks were, are not, yeah, that was not that yeah. as wide as a Talladega or a Daytona. But the front stretch was actually wider. They actually widened the front stretch. But yes, in the turns, it was actually more narrow. I think they went from 55 feet to 40 feet in the turns. And also like, the the front stretch and the back stretch seemed flatter, right? The the banking was not yeah, as it's steep not as, as steep the as turns. The turns, no. There was a little bit of banking, but not as steep. Yes. I was yeah. expecting, like when I saw the race, I thought, um, like cars were just gonna fall out of the pack, and then it was gonna be like, kind of like a normal Atlanta race. It was just like a f- small car pack that was like the big pack, but it was small, and then there was gonna be cars scattered on the track. But I was stand corrected because. That was like a big close pack. It was much like a Daytona or Talladega race. Yeah, that's what everybody said. It was like a mini Daytona. Sebastian, uh, tell us uh, what other differences. Were there anything else that they did to the track? So they widened the front stretch. They made the turns a little bit more narrow but added the banking. Uh, I don't think that was it. I think that was it, right? Yeah. And then, of course, you have the next-gen cars, yes, which right. have made – a lot of races so far very entertaining to watch and this one was no exception like this was really really entertaining to watch it was like watching a Daytona or Talladega race it was a lot more competitive competitive. yes Yes. a lot more competitive than previous years like there were drivers who were just consistently running up there and couldn't really see someone breaking away and taking the lead like before and there were there were exactly and there were drivers that we're not used to seeing running up front like I, I don't want to jump the gun here, but Trackhouse, we got to talk about them because they had an unbelievable uh, uh, Ross race. Chastain, I think, was the car to to beat today because I honestly thought that he was going to win. He was so strong. He led 40-something laps, you know, over several times. And then, unfortunately, he hit the wall. But despite the fact that he hit the wall, he had such a strong car that he came back. Yeah, he made. Like, he, he finished, finished top in 10. second. He finished second, oh, which top is five. crazy. Because I was like, oh, you know, that's it. That his day's gone, but or done. But it's not. It wasn't like really good driving on the track house. I mean, how many track house how team. many weekends in a row is that? Shoot, this like, is like three in a row. Three where he's getting consistent top fives or top tens at most. He's 
definitely, I think, going to win a race this season. Oh, for sure. It's not a matter of, of if, but when. So let's let's go real quick through the race. So, Sebastian, I'm going to start with you because your guy actually was up front early. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, Kyle Busch, he was up there and he was trying really hard. But then there was an incident with Austin Dillon and that like damaged his car and threw him off the groove. And like Johan said, this is like a mini Daytona now. And so drafting is so important. And unfortunately, his car got messed up and he just he wasn't the same. Did he ever get back up there? He a little bit he, at one point. He did at one point because after he got right after he got in that wreck with Austin Dillon, he I was like, whoa, he's making you know progress and he's going forward and he was doing really well. But then I don't know what happened and we saw him in pits several times and then just completely off the off the track. So uh, yeah, so okay, so at the end of uh, stage one, we thought for sure your guy Ross Chastain was going to end up leading and that's when that incident happened right and exactly what happened again yeah he hit the wall over in turn right after turn two with like just a few he laps to the stage one yeah. was that what happened yeah yeah and then who ended up winning that stage johan I william, william byron. byron william oh, byron, byron in the 24 magically there was a hendrick car up at front when there was other trouble wow what a chance <laughs> what are the chances all right so then what happened in stage two Stage two, there was more like tight pack racing. There were cars um, getting into each other and like spinning out. Um, Joey Logano was involved in one of those incidents. Yeah, unfortunately, there were a lot of wrecks. And again, at a restrictor plate, Joey got spun out, didn't have too much damage, but got stuck in the grass and then had to get pushed by a truck. But before that. He was doing really well. He, he was, was driving up there. He was another there. one that was up he there. He had yes. a powerful car too. I could yeah. see at points he him, would. Him and drive Ryan Blaney up. were up at the top uh, with Chastain doing really well. Um, and yeah, the very strong car. Yeah, I think at the start of the race, Blaney and Logano were like right behind each other, so they were pushing to the front, and you yeah. could see they were both really strong. This race had some similarities with the Daytona 500 because. In stage one, there is a crash that included Kyle Busch in that. And then stage, um, and then there was a crash that included Joe Logano. And he got stuck in the grass and had to be pushed out by a safety truck. But we thought, and in, in, in fact, and we talk about this sometimes, that Joey Logano is a polarizing driver, right? You've got fans that love him like you, Giovanni. You love him. But surprisingly, we see more and more fans. And in fact, around us... There was a few uh, Joey Logano fans, but when he wrecked, you heard some cheers and you heard people excited that he wasn't going to do well, but Joey wasn't done, was he? No, he wasn't. He When he got back into his pit box, he made it back out onto the track. He was all good. Was two laps under. Not only did he get back onto the track, he gained both of those laps again, and with at least 50 to go in the race, he was already back up there, top five, running up there for a win. I told you that in the radio as we were talking back and forth. I know you were very dejected at the time, but I said, you got to be proud of your boy because he had a car that was messed up. It was stuck in the grass and he still was able to drive himself up there. Yeah. So one of the things that I heard over the radio, Tony got some radios for this race so that yep. we were able to hear the broadcast over. Um, one of the things that I heard was that these next gen cars, uh, because of their fiberglass packages, um, were able, even though some of these got in wrecks, they were able to continue and still do good 
in, and be in the pack. There was some, unfortunately, like Kyle, I think Kyle ended up having a lot more damage than, yeah. you know, than we thought. And so he was not able to stay on the track. But drivers like Ross Chastain and Joey Logano were ones who got in accidents and were able to continue because of this new car. Yeah. And I've also got to say that there were de like a lot of drivers did surprise us. Like we're talking about track house. Suarez did really good in this race. 2311s, um, Bubba Wallace and Kurt Busch were up there really good. And all of this led to pro to a really exciting final, like, 20 laps. Yeah. I am so excited to see, like, this new gen car giving drivers the opportunity to be up there. Like I said, I am just in awe of, like, the, the track house team. They are yeah. doing so well. It is so refreshing and so great to see Daniel being able to, you know, show his talent on the track. And, and so it's like, to me, it's exciting. It's exciting to see that competition. We saw that competition, you know, even though there were a few guys who were up in the front for a while and led, you still saw that they were able to, drivers were able to go forward and, and try to compete. And, and there was, it was really good. It was a really for, and it, this was a really, I think this was the best Atlanta race that I've seen in all my years. It was racing. extremely entertaining compared to previous years. Like usually this is one of the races where like, all right, whoever is going to be the dominant car or gets the pole is basically going to take the win. Mm -hmm. But this year, there were so many lead changes and it was so competitive. Dad, what was the statistic you shared with us early in the race? So early in the race, with like 70 laps that have passed, so only 70 laps were into the race, they said that there were 17 lead changes. Yet, last year's race, 320-something laps, there were only 11 lead changes. So, that's I, I don't know what the stat was that ended, but I know it was probably well over 25, 30 lead changes. I heard something like in the 40s. 40? It doesn't surprise me wow. because it was super competitive. And we talked about that with the reconfiguration, with the widening of the front stretch. It was going to leave more passing lanes. The cars were coming off those turns so fast. Um, and then also what we said, the next-gen car is made it more competitive for a lot of teams. Like you said, Justin Marks. The uh, one of the owners for uh, Team Trackhouse and and Pipple and all of that that whole organization, it, it should be super proud because they had two cars running top five, finished top five, and were running top five the entire race. It wasn't an accident that they were up there, and uh, I think we've mentioned this before. Michael Waltrip had gone five hundred plus races without a win, and then he finally won. And what he said was. He needed to be knocking on that door. He needed to be consistently running up front. It wasn't just going to happen. And he was, and then he won, right, the 500. He got to a good organization and, and you with Dale Sr., and, and boom, he got his 500. I think track house racing is the same thing. Consistency. Ross Chastain has been up there week after week. Now it's not a surprise to see the one or the 99 running up front. So I was super excited. And then we also mentioned Bubba Wallace and... Uh, the 45 of Kurt Busch. Where did he finish? Because I oh, know he, at one point he was, he was up there. He was in the third. back. Yeah, he was he another one third. that was in the back and was able really? to move forward and yeah. finish third. Yes. Yeah. So, again, more of these new young teams doing really well. And, and Bubba Wallace did not get the finish he wanted. So we can talk about that in a second. But tra track house racing, 23-11 uh, racing, uh, you know, even Richard Petty, uh, the 43 was up there. Uh, you had a, you had a lot of drivers that were up there. Tell me the one that you were super excited about that you saw finish top ten. 
is your is your boy with the with the, the hometown hair. hero Chase Elliott? No, it's Chase Elliott. But you who but you, that's not a surprise, right? Everyone you thought he's going to win. Who was it that surprised you that he finished top ten? Justin Haley? No, oh. he finished top five, and his name was Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy oh. took his seven to a top five finish. That is again very impressive. Yes, yeah. it is. So, all right, who wants to take a rundown of the last, uh, let's say, 10, 15 laps? Because there was a last-minute wreck. What was that last wreck before they went green the rest of the way? Those were some intense final laps. Yes, they were. Who yeah. was it? I it was, think it was Eric Armarola, right? Yep. Yep. Went yeah, through the he, grass. Yeah, he got, like, pushed. Does any, who, did you guys see who, who like, kind of gave him that nudge? Do you remember who, who might have bumped heard the Michael 10? McDowell I heard it was um, Ross Chastain. Was it really Michael McDowell? Or we I heard his name him? popping up. And oh, his they were talking about his teammate not going with him. But yeah, so Eric Armarola got pushed, went into the grass. And then that led into a final restart of just like intense, like 10 laps. And we're just like watching. My heart was like beating so fast because <laughs> that was mine. Um, Bubba. Chastain, um, Suarez, all of them were up there. And I, I was like, all oh, man, are they going to be able to do it? I thought we were going to see it. Oh, and the thing is, those last 10 races, I mean, 10 laps, like, they were going back and forth. Bubba was in the lead, and then uh, Byron was in the lead, and then Bubba again. And there was a lot of changing in positions of those first, like, seven cars. So it was really intense driving. It was very competitive. And fortunately, there were no wrecks because, you know, usually when you're getting towards the end, you start thinking, you know, they start getting aggressive. And so I was so worried that we were going to be doing a lot of, like, restarts and you know end up in a green white checker but fortunately we didn't they raced clean they raced hard and then we got to the final the final lap yeah the final lap something um had bubba wallace was trying to go but then i think he got into the the 12 and they both fell back and he unfortunately hit the wall i think ryan was ryan blaney was running i think like in third place when he came around the back stretch he hit the wall and and spun himself and and got like uh fell back but then as they were coming into the um the check or the um start finish line there was a little bit of mayhem with them and bubba got into something and fell back yeah, and it, it it was it was disappointing because I, at one point I literally thought we were going to see history. I thought Bubba Wallace was going to win again, uh, and and I also thought at one point it could have been Daniel Suarez going to finally Chastain. take that ninety nine or Chastain or the hometown hero do it. I, I, I really yes, wanted yes, I really wanted Chase them Elliott to win was... specifically those three. I would have been cool with like Joey or Chase, yeah, but I yeah. wanted those three to win. Be one of those three. Because they had worked consistently all day to get to that point. Chase and did. And now they were in the hot seat. Yep. Yeah, it would have been great to see one of those top cards. Like, even um, uh, Christopher Bell was up there. The 43 of um, Eric Jones. Is that what yep. it is? Yeah. Eric Jones. Eric Jones. The they, were, they were all up there. So it would have been so great to see them uh, win. Because, like you said, they worked really hard. They all drove really, really well. So, um, you know, but when the checker flag came out, it was... William Byron. William Byron for the win. Even though he wasn't one of the three we were hoping, he was up there consistently and he was driving the best. And I do give him the applause for like being able to hold off the um, other drivers and get that win. 
Speaking of Christopher Bell, the number 20, he actually got penalized. He finished in second, but he got penalized for advancing under the he yellow. went under the he went onto the apron and that's where he fin- like that's that when was, they crossed. That was that red and white right, line. Right, that red and white yeah, line. That. You weren't allowed to go down there and pass. And so he got penalized and ended up finishing, I believe it was 23rd. 23rd, the yeah. last car of the lead lap. So that pushed everybody else up, which Chastain went into second place. Um, Kurt Busch Kurt got Bush third. Kurt Busch into third. Daniel Suarez went into fourth. And, and Coyle Joy. Joy with a fifth. fifth. So, yeah. Great finish. Um, great race. I definitely have to give a shout out to NASCAR for what they did at this track because it just made this race so much better. Like I was actually watching the race and I was thinking, man, there are people who say they don't like to watch cars go around in circles. Right. But I'm like, but this is so cool. Like this is so exciting to see these cars making these passes and doing bump, you know, bump drafting and, and just, it, I just thought it was so competitive, and I'm like, people just need to give this a chance. For me, chance. it's the intensity, the thrill, the speed, and especially at this race, this was so cool compared to previous Atlanta races. Like, this is NASCAR and yeah. what it should be. No, it was it was super exciting. It's like Johan said, this is this is super speedway, a mini super speedway. Now it's like a, a mini it Daytona. Is. You gotta do this to all the tracks. I, I no, not all the I tracks, but no, it's no, great no, no. to do these kinds of changes, yes. like what they did last year with the Bristol dirt. That was an amazing change, and you know, to the to the track, doing the banking on here, it just makes it just made it much better. So you have a variety of tracks yeah. to go through Yo, throughout Hannah, the year. Yeah. I don't think we need to do it at all the tracks. It's going to be the same. That's one of the things that we love about NASCAR is that there is so much there's different variety. racing and there's variety at the different tracks. There's short tracks. Especially racing. now with the new road the courses. Road courses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so we like that variety. We don't want to make them all the same. I would say if you're going to do another like track change, I would go the opposite route. Rather than make the banking higher, make it lower. Like Maybe try to turn one of these tracks into a martinsville where it's like completely flat or make it dover where it's concrete to i i mean i I think that there are there's actually a lot of variety already there i think uh you know a track like atlanta needed to be repaved and resurfaced it was having a lot of issues um and honestly it wasn't as exciting and i it's funny because we're as we're excited i think it was an exciting race i'm curious to find out what did the drivers think, right? Because they were actually some of them were not very happy with when this, they announced that. Remember, what they were, they be were doing upset. Here. They yeah. were upset because yeah. they felt like they weren't consulted. Now that it's happened, you got 500 miles. What do they think? I know we've talked to fans. You know, as we were setting up for the podcast and people were leaving, we talked to some people and they seemed to be excited and thought it was exciting uh, race. Uh, in fact, we're going to have a little quick interview with one of those fans as she was walking out. Uh, we'll, we'll introduce in a second. Um, but, yeah, it was it was exciting. There were some fans, though, that weren't happy. Like I told you, a uh, gentleman that we sat next to, uh, you know, a, a longtime race car, uh, NASCAR fan, has been no, actually a sport racing fan because he said he was talking about other racing leagues and what was a good track to see uh, other races like IndyCar and things like that. And his and it's funny because it's kind of like us where you guys were raised in the sport. He was there with his son watching the sport and, and watching this race. He was he wasn't as excited about the change. Uh, he felt like the racing uh he already had this in daytona and talladega didn't need another one he liked to see where they had to lift off the gas 
Um, and the fact that you had the higher banking, they, they were just, it was like a speedway. It was like nose to tail. And so, you know, but he did say at the end of it, he enjoyed being here better than being at home. He, he liked watching the race and stuff. So we'll see, uh, what NASCAR continues to do at the different tracks. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. I thought it was cool and I'm actually ready. I was like trying to convince your mom to let me renew our tickets. Come on, mom. Let him do it. They were good seats. I I like the seats. They were high, but they were great. We'll see. I will say that this used to be like one of the longest races to watch. It was a long race, though. It it was a long race, but I was, but I was like into it the whole time. The last time time that we were here was in 2000 for a race. It was 2010. We were able to see that race. We came in 2011. Unfortunately, that one was rained out and we couldn't stay. So this time back, I have to say, like, yes, it was 325 laps, but I enjoyed every single one of them. Yeah. And the weather was unbelievable. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. Gorgeous day. It is a little chilly. I know the family <laughs> is a little cold, but oh, we're all wearing our, our I hoodies. think the race that you actually mean, because I remember you guys talking about it. It was 2010 that... um. It got rained out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because how 2009, I know, you guys, it was night. The Atlanta race was, was always a night was race. 2009 was the first one we went to. 2010, we all went because you weren't available in 2009. Yep. 2011 was the one we tried to okay. go to, but and it, it was got rained out. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Geo um, was turning four that year. Yeah. Were there two and Atlanta got, races? He got his first little Joey Logano Home Depot jacket, and you weren't actually at that race. Because you weren't born yet, you were well, born one in thing. 2012. Were there two um, Atlanta races in that? And yeah, there were two. There are two races, but we oh, always came to I, this, the fall one. I could stand corrected because I was thinking about when Carl Edwards turned yeah. back as the last game. Yeah, no, there were there are two, but that was the fall race that we were talking about. You know, before we continue, um, speaking of other um, race links, racing leagues. Want to give a shout out to Jimmy Johnson, your boy Jimmy Johnson. He raced in Indy today, and how did he do? His first oval, and he got six. That's awesome. Sixth in Indy, so that's pretty awesome. Was Texas? Something funny is that both of my favorite drivers, Jimmy Johnson and Chase Elliott, finished six today. Look at that! That is pretty. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So yeah, uh, exciting, exciting racing. We're gonna try to come back next year. Uh, like we said, we wanted to introduce a fan uh, who was walking past, watched us. A brand of, new fan. Brand new fan. And that's the thing about what NASCAR is doing that I want to see more of is bringing in new fans. Absolutely. And she, who is she a fan of? Bubba, Bubba Wallace. Wallace. Bubba Wallace. She had her Bubba Wallace shirt. She's never been to a race. She's from South Carolina. And you know what? I'm just going to let her introduce herself in this next piece. My name is Jada April Brown. I am from Columbia, South Carolina. I came with my niece and nephew-in-law for my first NASCAR race. And do you guys see what she has on her I shirt? Know. Who we she's love a fan who of? You're rooting for Bubba we Wallace. Love Bubba Wallace. We yes. love Bubba. Bubba Wallace. Yeah. Yes. And I enjoyed it. It was phenomenal. And I will be in Darlington next month. Oh, oh awesome. So awesome. Peace out, y'all. Peace Thank out. you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So we're always grateful to have new fans introduced to the sport. And that was a really cool interaction. I'm glad you enjoyed the race. And just a quick reminder, we're actually um, on set at Atlanta. It's pretty Just cool. outside turn one right in front of the Johnson Tower. The Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Johnson Tower, yes. Fun fact, actually, all of um, 
the um, sitting areas where the driver where it has driver themed sitting areas, it's only the seven time champions, um, Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, and Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy we sat Donald. in the Petty Tower. And we sat in the Petty Tower. Yeah. Wow. So they're wrapping up, and this is one of the reasons why we do the podcast because we love the sport and we love to see hundreds of thousands of fans at the race. But at the end of the day, it takes a long time to get out of here. Yeah, so there's still a few that are like tailgating and having dinner. Instead of waiting in a in a, a long line to get out of here, why not do the podcast? But it looks like it's clearing out pretty quick, and uh, before they kick us out, we're going to wrap this up uh, in a little bit. But we're super excited to do this here on location. So let's talk about really quick about our race picks. I'll start. Mine is Ryan Blaney for sure. I was getting a top, you know, two finish. <laughs> Ended up falling out to like 17th, so I got zero points this week. Uh, that, yeah, I felt bad for you. Uh, you wanted to rub it in my I face. I felt bad for you too. No, you did it. You were rubbing <laughs> it in my face. I picked Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick, at one point in time, felt like he owned this place. I mean, he also has one of the most emotional victories in the history of this track, winning after taking over the late Dale Earnhardt Sr. in the 29 uh, Goodwrench uh, Chevrolet at the time. And so this is a, this is a, and he's even said it, like this is an important track for him and he's done a lot. And I thought he was going to do well and he got caught up in one of the earlier wrecks. I thought he was fine. And then when he came around, you could see his fender was like all jacked up. So yeah. he was out. And, he was and then laps down. And there were some points where I actually behind. was like, Kevin Harvick's up there again? Yeah. This is impressive. It was, but he I was being I predicted he was going to wreck. Uh, wreck. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what will happen. And he My did. prediction is Kevin Harvick will wreck. I another win this season, though. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. And and he just got caught up in someone else's So no else's points mess. for you, Tony, So either. no points for me again. All right, Johan, right. what about you? Johan, who did you pick and where did he finish? The hometown hero, Chase Elliott. Got me one point. At the Atlanta Motor Speedway, finishing six. And at one point, you thought he was going to win, didn't you? Yep. He was going to win. At one point, I think the entire... Yeah, like, so why don't you real quick describe everyone. for our audience what it was like when he took the lead and what did everybody do there? I It was seen beautiful. That everybody was celebrating. Everybody was cheering. Go Chase. It definitely is his hometown track. You yeah. could feel it. Everyone was excited when he took that lead. Giovanni? Now, I'm not going to brag too much, Johan, but like... You know, one point's cool and all, but when you pick Daniel Suarez and you got fourth place and you got two, you know who's on top now. <laughs> that was impressive. Good selection, Gio. Good choice. Thank you. Good I choice. actually nope. thought for a while, I was like, he's doing a lot better than I expected. Am I getting points today? And I did. I got two, and I'm proud. Good job, Daniel. Now let's go get a win. And Sebastian? I picked Brad Keselowski, and I didn't hear anything about him this today, like nothing at the race. Did and he get? Did he have to start the back? I think he started the back. Maybe. He, or he, 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 he got a penalty. I don't know, early. but you're right, Seabass. We didn't hear him at all. And he ended up getting 12, so no points for me. So, yeah. Well, it was, despite all that, despite the fact that my guy, Kevin Harvick, who I would picked to win, was out of it early, it was a, a super race. exciting race, and we hey, enjoyed it. Um, good job to Greg Biffle. He was up there at one point. He was like Greg Biffle was racing today. Yeah, he he was, he and he was in seventeenth. Yeah, he ran up there. He did. He was wow. running. I, I actually he thought he would get top ten. Good job, Biffle. The Biff. Well, we had a lot of fun here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. It was yeah, a fantastic race. We had a lot of fun as a family. And I will say again, 
for fan, people that are looking to, to come to NASCAR for the first time, this was an awesome race. There's another one in the summer. I think July is when they're coming back. Yep, for the quicker state, 400. Probably be a little warmer than it is now, but it will be another exciting race. And I'm actually curious to watch it on TV to see what it's like. Is it going to feel like we're watching Talladega or Daytona? So I say we come here. Or we'll, we'll, no, we haven't. Remember, we're doing one race a month, and that race we already have. But we'll announce that one later. We'll talk about that. Okay. One. Yeah. Okay. So uh, before we wrap up this episode, we got to talk about next week. Sebastian, where is NASCAR going next week? NASCAR is doing the first road course of the season, the Circuit of the Americas in Texas. Coda. Really? Did they I, move Coda? I think they did. I don't think it was this early. Yeah, but I am really excited to see what um the next gen cars are going to be doing on this road course. It's definitely going to be absolutely, a lot of fun. and I hope it doesn't rain because yeah, I, I really want to see this this race. No rain. Let's hope. Oh, for no I remember rain. Chase Elliott. That race Chase Elliott. Crazy. Please bring down the rain and be in the lead. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we don't want to see. I want if he wins, great. But I don't. I don't want to see another rain because honestly, the drivers don't. I mean, remember when we met Cole Custer? Oh, yeah. And he w- he had talked about the fact that he had hit, uh, who did he hit that race? Truex. 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 And that was, I mean, we laugh about it now. Thankfully, he was okay. That's dangerous. I don't ever want to see too. that again. But we'll see. No, so We're Coda. really excited for Coda next week. So we're going to go around and we're going to do our race pick for the Circuit of the Americas. It's the Let's Go Racing Family Picks of the Week. All right. As Sebastian said, we are going, NASCAR is going to the Circuit of the Americas in Texas. All right. Who had the best day this week, today? Giovanni. Yours truly. So, Giovanni, who do you think is going to win next week at the first road course of 2022? So, I got the jackpot of a pick. And if he doesn't do well, I'm going to not be a very happy man. Chase Elliott. I knew it. Oh. I knew it. The perfect seat. First place, too. All right. So, uh, Johan, right? Yeah, Johan. Johan, you go next. Who do you think is going to win next week at the Circuit of the Americas? Well, I can't pick Chase. Two reasons. Picked him this week, and he already picked him. So, that's Uh two reasons. I think I'm going to go for a Hendrick guy. The defending champion, Kyle Larson. Kyle Ooh. Larson. That is a very strong pick. But you All go, right. go chase. Is it win. I Sebastian. think I go. All right, Sebastian. I'm going to go for driver that did really well at the Circuit of the Americas last year. Austin Sindrick in the number two. Okay. Ooh, good pick. Awesome. Right. Getting a second win. I'm also going to go with a Penske car. Not Blaney because I picked them today. You picked Centric, so I'm going with the 22 of Joy Logano. Logano! You stole nice. my pick. That's who I was going to go with. All right. I'm going to go with a wild card. I don't know why, but I think Kyle Bush is going to have a strong week next week. Wow. He's going to shock us all because he's going to bring it home. He and was. Win at yeah. the Circuit of the Americas. That's That'll a good pick. That'll be really cool. And he was battling Cindric last year, so I think he's up he's, there. He's really good at road courses, so so we'll good see. Pick. Hopefully, no rain like we talked about. 
But those are our race picks for next week when NASCAR takes on the Circuit of the Americas in Texas. So, guys, this is really the end of your spring break. And so I, Mom and I could not have thought of a better way to end your spring break with a race. So you guys had a good spring break, didn't you? Yes, yeah, we that did. was a good kind of one. Fun. That was a good one. You had theme parks, and then we drove up, and we went to the race today. Friday, as you guys have seen, and if you haven't seen the video, we uploaded a video from our Friday experience. Johan, what did we do on Friday? What we did on Friday, we drove around the new Atlanta Speedway. And you guys were yelling at me to do what? Go, Go faster. faster. Go faster, yes. I mean, I couldn't expect more from him, especially after that Daytona driving experience. Oh, now you're throwing some shade at me, right? I'm too scared. We should put mom in the driver's seat. You can she would have been that. dashing across the track. You could say that, Giovanni, but at the end of the day, I wasn't the one that pulled off in the apron. It was some, the guy in front of us, and because of that, that we is were fair. able to You get, had the bravery to and go thank on the goodness bank. He I did, stayed so. on the track. Yeah, so check that video out and it for what we did on Friday. And then yesterday, we actually got a chance to see some of my family that we haven't really seen in a long time. I think there were some family members that had never met Johan uh, and met you guys like 12 years ago. It was, yeah, far too long. But I will say I was so thankful to see our family. And if you guys are watching this, it meant a lot. And it really meant a lot. And I talk about, I've talked about before in interviews and on the podcast about my Uncle Jeff who really introduced me and shared his love in NASCAR, and that's where it started with me. And obviously, I passed that on to you guys. And it was interesting uh, because he was even telling me when he was younger, he wasn't really into NASCAR. And then he went to his first race, and, they, he, and he, start, or he started watching the racing, and and he even went to a Daytona 500, went to the 1998 Daytona 500. What was special about that? Dale Earnhardt. Dale It wasn't as special as Jimmy Johnson winning. It was. It was, it was way more special. But no, I Jimmy Johnson say, winning it. That's, I will that's say, a Chad move. I... <laughs> I was very excited uh, to talk to my uncle about this, and he actually gifted us something that we're going to actually do a whole little piece in our future a future podcast episode of an awesome lithograph from 98. And what was special about 98? What was significant about that Daytona 500, Johan? Do you remember? Wait. It was the 40th anniversary. No. 50th. It was the 50th. 50th. And so we got – we were gifted – an awesome heirloom of a lithograph with all 50 of the top drivers from, oh, from the Daytona I, 500. When I said 40, I meant like, I thought it was, it's the 40 front of the Daytona 500, but 50 years of NASCAR. Yeah, it was, but it was an awesome gift, something that he's had for well over 20 years. And he was kind enough to say, you know what, there's not a, a better family that could, would appreciate this. And so Uncle Jeff, thank you. And we are going to put it up on our wall. And I told you, a place of prominence. I was also gifted something really cool at NASCAR and our family, uh, a gift from, from my boss. And so we're going to put that up as well and uh, put this awesome lithograph. And we're going to do a whole thing on that. So that's that's super exciting. And one of the cool things about traveling to the different NASCAR races, you get to see cool places, cool land landmarks. And, and meet people. And meet people and see family and, and friends that you might not normally get to see. So I'm grateful for that. And so 
again, family's big for us, and this was a cool experience, right? You loved hanging out with your cousins? Yep, it was a fun time. It was a fun time. So we just want to say that we hope you guys enjoyed your spring break. Yep. Yeah, it was fun. Yep. All right. I think that does it, guys. If I keep going, it's so cold. I don't think they'll ever want to do this again. But (laughs) it's not that bad, but we're Floridians, and it's a little chilly for us. So with that, Giovanni, why don't you take us out? That's going to wrap up this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening in. Consider following all of our socials, subscribing to their podcast, and we'll see you next time. Let's go, family out. <laughs>